Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cuff Radio. We have here today with us Mr. and Mrs. Kilkenny, who are from Christian Heritage School here in Tyler, Texas. Welcome, y'all. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is a real pleasure. Thank you for taking your time and coming on and telling us your testimony, uh, where Christian Heritage School even started. And uh, if you don't mind, that is a really interesting story. Would you like to go ahead and tell us how it even started here in Tyler? I would love to. A little background. My father's name is James Kilkenny, and my mother's Barbara. We call them Jim and Barbara Kilkenny. They felt the Lord led them to go into YWAM, which is, stands for Youth with the Mission, back in the 70s. My dad had been an educator for probably 20 years already at that time. He and my mom believed that they were being called to be missionaries down in South America when they joined YWAM. The YWAM Tyler base comes from Solvang, California, actually, and the leader is Leland Paris. He met these two ladies on an airplane, and their names were Verna Hall and Rosalie Slater. Now, these two ladies, they were educators, and they studied history, and they actually wrote these red books, Christian Constitution of the United States of America and Teaching and Learning. And they really focus on educating in a way that will train up a child in the way they should go, train the character, the self-government, the conscience in a child so that the child will be capable of sustaining liberty for the individual and internal liberty and external liberty in a nation. So... Leland was so impressed by by these ladies that he actually went to go meet them, and they were based out of San Francisco. When he met with them, when he came back to Solving, he asked my dad and, and mom to pray about starting a school. And so they prayed, and they really felt that actually the scripture they got was in Isaiah 58, to be uh, heirs of the city, to repair the, the breaches and re- restore, you know, what, what God had, you know, he's building something in, in people. If they're walking in God's truth, it's like a, a smooth highway. If they're not, if they're, they're not being trained to be self-governed, then it's, there's, they're going to be falling into pitfalls. And, and so they decided that that was what God had for them. And rather than going to South America. Now, bringing up the speed, it's kind of interesting because they ended up drawing in all kinds of South Americans to train them to be teachers and start schools in South America. So actually, they really did become missionaries to South America. So from humble beginnings, God did a great thing through education. So the, they started probably in 1978 in Southern California. And then that YWAM base moved to Tyler, Texas in 1980. That's when they moved to school here. YWAM has many different ministries. We, we believe God gave Lauren Cunningham seven spheres of influence. And uh, these are areas that you want to ministering into in society. 
and the, the spheres are family, uh, education, business, the church, arts and entertainment, media, civil government. And so our focus has really been education. One of the, it's such a important part of training a child, training families, um, because the doctrine that you have is going to develop the character in the individual, and then the character will decide what kind of government that person needs. So we want to make sure and train people in, in biblical doctrine that they will have Christian character, and then kind of government they'll have will be a free type of government that protecting life, liberty, and property. So this is really goes hand in hand in how to train the next generation. So important to train the character so that the individual is walking with Jesus, and in a wicked and perverse generation, they're walking in a righteous way. Mr. Kilkenny, I want to just kind of make a comment there and use my own daughter as an example. Uh, Mr. Kilkenny is a fifth grade teacher there at CHS and doing a marvelous job. My daughter was at a public school, and I had been really praying regarding her character, just like what he was talking about, and how I'm responsible for training this daughter up and all my children, and how are they going to turn out? What's the foundation that I'm giving them? And um, not to bash public schools, but my children would come home sometimes with attitudes, and I could just tell that it was being rubbed off from the environment that they were around. And, well, so... What ended up happening is she's very, very shy or was very, very shy. In the classroom, the bunch of kids would, would bother her and not really allow her to focus. But whatever happened, I had a dream, and in this dream, I was being showed this Christian Heritage School and how the children's hearts were so tender towards God, and I was taking her in fifth grade to go to this school. So basically, long story short, I woke up and told my husband, I really think the Lord wants us to go and take Angelina to this private school. I just want to say that my experience from her going and, and watching, even in two weeks, I could see the change in her, the character, the, the, um, the confidence, the, the, the joy, just all of it coming back. And the miracle even is that beforehand, you would never in your life think that she would do any kind of public speaking. But because of the way that they train here at CHS, she very confidently learned all kinds of different things, got up on stage, and did it with no qualms whatsoever. I want to thank you for that because that really is a miracle. I see a lot of different other things, so I just want to put that point in there. If any of you are concerned about your children as far as the education they're getting and you're just not quite satisfied or you think that there could be a better education, I highly recommend that you look into Christian Heritage School here in Tyler night and day difference with my daughter. Oh, here's one other thing my husband just said to me uh, yesterday that I thought was very strange, Mr. Kelkenny. He came home 
yesterday and told me in Monroe, Louisiana, that one of the nurses told them in the operating room that her first grader came home being taught how to be a vegan and completely refused to eat meat because of what she was learning. <laughs> I don't know. That, that kind of sounded strange to me. That didn't sound like education. It sounded like an agenda from the teacher, you know? Yeah. So uh, be careful. Be careful what your kids are learning. Uh, that, was, that was strange. So now I guess we should go back to at this school, interesting enough, between your parents, and here focusing and being headmaster South Africa, I would say that the, the borders were completely expanded. By uh, you didn't you didn't tell them how TFN. Yes. You want to tell them about, but that's a complete expansion well, they, of the borders. They, and, they do go hand in hand, so I should give a little bit because the the TFN gives like the philosophy of education, and it CHS is kind of a training ground for the teachers we train and send out to go into all the world. You get a real feel of kind of, in my picture, there's diplomats from all over the world that come here and train. What, you know, comes to my mind is in heaven, there'll be every tongue and every nation, every tribe just giving God worship. So like yesterday, we celebrated my daughter Victoria's birthday and we had people from Colombia, from Brazil, from Peru, from Puerto Rico, Germany, Africa. We had people from all the world just celebrating the gift of life that God gives us in, in such a loving way. It's just a kind of a foresight of, of what's to come in heaven. So anyways, um, TFN does play a big part in CHS. It's the training of the philosophy behind the education. Should I go into that? Well, also, um, I have a question for you. In order to teach at your school, do you have to go through TFN, or can you already have prior teaching? Well, that's a great question. We really want you to do TFN because it is a real different philosophy of education than you're going to get. The main difference Say, I went to college at University of California in Santa Barbara. Really, they take God out of education, and they take God out of civil government. And so, really, in the philosophy and education, we believe God gave us all the subjects, and so you teach God in everything. He, he not only gives you the subject, but he gives what the subject is for, how to use the subject, what the purpose of it is, and, and it's really to know God and to make Him known. And when you are teaching these subjects in that way, a good verse for that is John seventeen three, and it says, Eternal life is knowing God and Jesus Christ whom He sent. So really, it, it takes an eternal eternity to really know God but it starts here in, in this life, and so the more you know God and his true nature and character, you, you really fall in love with him, and you, Jesus says, if you love me, you obey my commandments. So the end goal is to train the child to know God, to love him so much that they just want to obey Jesus and walk in a way that's worthy of Jesus. You know, a big part of that training is reach training the mind to reason 
from truth. My dad used to say, the art of self-government is biblical reasoning. So really to train the child to, to reason from biblical truths in these different subjects is training the child to be self-governed. And really that just means obey God. To obey God, you have to know truth. And then, so we're, we're made in God's image. We have a mind, we have a will, and we have emotions. And so most of the time, people want to be driven by their emotions. You know, oh, I'm not feeling good, I'm going to do this. Or I want to do that because that makes me, you know, go by. You've heard the term, do what your heart, follow your heart. See, that's going against God's design for us. God presents truth to your mind so you know truth, and then you have a will to do it. And when you choose to do truth, your emotions follow that, and it, it, it judges whether you did good, you did well, or you did poorly. And your emotions let you know. So something I tell children in, in fifth grade a lot is, okay, how do you, if you're having the wrong emotions, because that's one thing you have to train children, is what is acceptable, what, what emotions are acceptable. And if they're having a wrong emotion, I tell them, okay, how do you change that? So I tell them, you, you're having the wrong thought. You're allowing a wrong thought. So the Bible says you have to take every thought captive. You take the wrong thought captive, get it out of there, and then you ask Jesus to put the right thought, help you get the right thoughts and being thankful, giving God praise, and just being loving, you know, the, the fruits of the Spirit. We're not to be fearful. Where, you know, that love, there's no room for that when you really trust in God. And so when you put the right thought, then the right emotion will come. But this has to be trained, and, and it comes through teaching the child how to reason from, from God's truth. So in Teachers for the Nations, the ac we use a lot of acronyms in YWAM because we have so many ministries. And so, like Christian Heritage School, we call CHS. And Teachers for the Nations, we call TFN. Now, TFN was started the same time Christian Heritage School was started because you have to train the teachers in the philosophy of education that you're moving in the right direction. Okay, so ideas, really, if you have the wrong idea, you're going to go in the wrong direction. So you want to make sure it's founded on the Word of God because that's the absolute truth. So really, the philosophy of education we use to train our teachers in and, and to train our children is called principal approach. And the principal approach, it's really uh, biblical-based. The Bible is the center. Jesus is at the center of education. With that, you have, it's called the four R's. Four R's are research. You have to research what does the Bible say about this subject or whatever it is you're researching and then the second r is reason now you reason through to have understanding in that and the third r is relate how does this relate to the what the choice that you're having to make at this moment you know so you you reason the principle out and now how does this principle relate to your situation that you're in and the fourth one is called right you record, you record the, uh, so that you have notes on this so you could actually teach this subject yourself. 
So in doing that, you're, you start with the, the Bible. You kind of flesh out these subjects and what does God say these subjects are for and, and how they apply in these principles. And then you have the children reasoning through these things. And so the, it's a way of drawing them to God. And, it, and something that I do in class personally is I have a picture of Jesus with children on his lap and standing around him and they're all smiling. And because there's something about the philosophy really has to start with love. You have to win the child's heart with love before they would really want to learn from you. So you, you, you draw them with love, you lead them in love, and this is a big part of education. It's, if you think about how does God lead us, he doesn't force us, he doesn't coerce us, he leads gently, he, he leads in love, just how he became Jesus and died on the cross for us because he loves us so much. He made a way for us, leading us out of out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that's what a teacher should be doing. Like Paul wrote, follow me as I follow Jesus. So it's, you're not just doing education like on the chalkboard. This is by living example, which is so, so big. So it's the most important part of education is the teacher and the philosophy the teacher has. What is he trying to lead the children in? And this is very important. Teachers for the Nation, my father and mother started in 1978 to train teachers for Christian Heritage School. That's how actually how I met my wife. She's from Namibia in Southwest Africa. She actually is Namibian. I had a plan to go to Hawaii and to work and to pay off my student loans that I owed. And God one morning told me, I was praying, told me, oh, Robert, that's a great plan, but it's not my plan for you. I said, okay, God, well, what, what's your plan? He's like, well, I want you to go to Africa and do my work. And he told me, your job, do my work, my job to provide for you and protect you. I was like, okay, God, I'm your man, wherever you want to send me. And I'm so thankful that I obeyed God because whenever you obey God, good things are going to happen. And he lets you be a part of his kingdom building, which is so awesome. He's definitely uh, a good part. Yeah. So a a couple had been trained here at Teachers for the Nations. Their, Their name are John and Suzanne Hunter. Probably 20 years ago now, they started a school in Katatura, Namibia which is just outside of the capital of Namibia. The school is called Community Hope School. They wanted to keep the CHS, so they call it Community Hope School. So most of the time when we send teachers out and they start a school, they usually start with the reading class. We call it reading class. Other schools call it kindergarten, but we actually teach the child how to read through math problems in the first year of school. And so that's why we call it reading class. But they started one year at a time. So every year they would add a grade. So when I went there, they were at the third grade level. They run a little teacher training program called School of Reformation so that they can have teachers for the future grades there that they need to add every year. So when I went, I was working with them, trained teachers. Uh, I was invited to go to a Christian business meeting that Campus Crusade put on every first Friday of the month. They would have a a breakfast and they'd have a Christian business speaker present a, a teaching. And so I was out in the bush, the YWAM base, and I love good coffee. 
show. They invited me to go, and, and the place they were having the meetings called Mug and Bean. And so I thought, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I'd love to go. When I went, Crystal Ann, actually now my wife, was the MC, And so... I was thinking to myself, wow, the, the MC is really something. Actually, this, I wasn't very impressed with the speaker, but the MC was something to write home about. That's so that's a good brownie we, point. Oh, yeah. we. Uh, I probably should let her tell that story. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Crystal. Yeah, hi, Julie. <laughs> is there anything you want to say when you first met Mr. Kilkenny in that meeting? You know, he was very polite. What really got me excited when I met him um, a few weeks before I, I met him, actually like a month and a half before, I I knew that God was calling me into full-time ministry. I had been working part-time with Campus Crusade, and I was working full-time at a bank, and God was calling me into full-time ministry, but I didn't really know what that looked like. I, I was wondering, should I go back to school, to seminary, you know, become a pastor? and um, And then my dad told me about YWAM. I don't even know how he's heard about it. But he told me that YWAM does training for missionaries. It was like, you know, when something just makes such sense to you and you're like, that's what I need to do. So a month and a half later at this breakfast meeting, I meet Robert and I just, I just asked him, so what are you doing here? And he said he was with YWAM. And I got so excited, I started jumping up and down, clapping my hands. So he, now he likes to tell people I was doing that because, because I met him. That's <laughs> right. Maybe it was, but that was good. But I was really excited to meet a YWAMer. So we met for breakfast the next day, and it was pretty instant, um, our attraction to each other. But he told me, you know, I'm, I'm really attracted to you, but... I don't want to just do something because I feel that I need to do this. I want I I need to pray and seek God and so we both did that. We prayed. I mean not the very next day, you know, a few weeks after we met, we were praying each one on our own and and God spoke to us through different people, through scripture and so he came back here to Texas and I followed him um, a few months later and went through my discipleship training program here at YOM Tyler, and we got married the next year. So it's been, it's been wonderful seeing God move and um, how God moves in the nations. And, and even myself going through Teachers for the Nations program, my mind has really been transformed in reasoning. Before, I, I wasn't really a person that reasoned. I went through things because of how my emotions led me. But really, I'm coming to the understanding that your your choices should be based on, on truth. And truth is presented to your mind. So it's, God has really done a work in me these past 12 years. A good scripture for that that we really teach it at TFN and CHS is it's Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not the removal, but the renewing of your mind. 
that you might know the perfect will of God. So God is trying to raise us out of what the world's standards are. He designed us. He made laws that fit our design, actually. We're to be living according to those designs that those laws that he gives forth because Jesus said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and life more abundantly. In order to have liberty, you have to have law. And that's not just any law, that's God's laws. Our nation was founded upon Christian foundations. The Christian foundations, these are Christian principles because they come from the Bible. And that's why we have liberty in this nation. And liberty is not just to do whatever you want to do. You know, there's a difference between freedom and liberty. Liberty comes with law. So you, you, you're in the boundaries. In Matthew 7, thir- verse 13, it starts with that. Well, verse 12, it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself. Verse 13, Jesus starts going into a narration of the wide road that leads to destruction. Many are on it, but few are on the narrow path that leads to life. And I often ask my students, why is it a wide road that leads to destruction? And why is it narrow? Why is the path narrow that leads to life? And so what I teach is that it's narrow because God gives boundaries for us to stay. And the boundaries are for our good. They're loving boundaries because that's how we're designed. We're designed to be to love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so love, there, there has to be boundaries because otherwise you, you end up, you know, James 4.17, it says, sin is knowing what's right to do and not doing it. So you see there's boundaries in life. And if we follow Jesus on the narrow path, we're obeying him of the boundaries he sets forth for relationships. These are so important to train children in because the it brings life. If you following Jesus, it's it's life giving. Not only for the individual, for if he's really following Jesus, he's going to be a light and salt to the world. So these areas are so important. And children, you know, they, it's not like turning on a light switch and they, and they know everything. It's like it, you have to be diligent in this training in Deuteronomy six all day long, every day, twenty four seven. So I really recommend parents to take a look at. Deuteronomy 6, and really ask God to help them in when they sit down and they're to eat and talking, when they rise up, when they're on the road, throughout the day. Because one thing my dad used to always say is, whenever a teaching moment presents itself, make sure you take the opportunity to teach in that area. So that's something that will always happen. You know, that's a perfect example of the foundation of the whole teaching there is teaching every moment as the opportunity presents itself, not just the curriculum, mathematics, you know, history, but every moment is a teaching opportunity that, uh, that presents itself that you guys really um, take to heart, you know, over and above the call of duty. And uh, I see that as such a blessing for every child that goes there. I have a question for you. Uh, out of curiosity, like Namibia, or Nambia, sorry. Namibia. Pardon me? Namibia. Thank you. Thank you. How many are, uh, have come from TFN now? that are starting or have started schools in other countries? I believe we've had, now this is an estimate, but 
maybe 400 students have come through the Teachers for the Nation program and maybe roughly 25 nations that have been started in different nations. That's fantastic. And now we're still, just recently there was a a lady from Peru and her husband, Sylvia and and Juan, they came, they, Sylvia did a training program probably 20 years ago here and they have started a school in, in Peru and they asked me if, if uh, we would pray about coming next summer in 2019 um, to, because every year they hold a teacher training program seminar. So my parents, my, the sad thing is my, my father passed away two years ago and my mother, she's 81 now and she's still very involved. They both have uh, an understanding of retirement. They say they have the best retirement plan. When they die, they're going to go to heaven. My dad, he did that full speed, and and then the Lord took him in, in 2016. But my mom is still going, and it's so awesome to see the just the rich fullness of Christ in her. So she went, was it last summer, she went to Colombia. She was in Colombia doing a teacher training seminar in Colombia at schools that of uh, students that were trained here and started schools in there and now are running Teachers for the Nations for their schools. So this thing has been multiplying. In my thinking, it's such a, a way to transform a nation. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations and teach them my commandments that they might obey them. Really, education is such a part of life Really, the word itself, it means to, uh, to teach is to lead out of darkness. And it's so important, but there's, a, there's something about education. I think a lot of families these days don't really have an understanding. And they think that just, uh, that just takes place at the school. Something that we teach in Teachers for the Nations, and we, we study how America came about, and our Christian constitution and just the, the, the understanding of liberty and how to maintain liberty. One is, it's so important to understand that education really is, it's a threefold thing. And that is the family, the church, and the school working together. So the family, it starts in the family. God, God is given a mandate that it's each parent's responsibility to educate their children in, in the ways of the Lord. So that really the families need to teach obedience, to teach self-government and Christian character. So basically those words, teach self-government is teaching what is right, that they need to do that. That's what God says is good. And so they're teaching obedience. And then Christian characters is practicing obedience. So that should be happening in the in the family. The church is to teach the conscience. So, you know, the conscience is um, something that needs to be trained so it goes along with self-government. It's really teaching the child what is God says is good and right and what God says is evil and to, to follow what is good and right. 
And then the school comes alongside the family and the church, and they have a curriculum that also helps to train the Christian character and the conscience. So it, there are these three that are working together, forming a strong braid in the, in the child. So really the end goal is to train this child for that when the child is grown up, they they're become a blessing to society. They have the character to maintain liberty, to know what it means to have liberty and to stand, make a stand for liberty. And for, for his or her future place in the church and in civil government, because we all play a role in both of those um, areas of life. So these are areas that are so key, and this is the kind of stuff that we really um, train teachers and um, and the students at, at CHS. We want to thank you. I think we've really gotten a solid foundation on everything being taught there. Some things that some people don't know or most people might not know is that YWAM is all funded individually. So that means everybody that goes to TFN as well as every teacher there would be raising their own funding. Is that right, Mr. Kilkenny? That's correct. Our responsibility to raise our own support. So we don't, we're not on a salary. That's right. So uh, I just wanted to say about that, that uh, we will give you the opportunity. Um, we will link the school uh, website to this program, as well as we will link Mr. Kilkenny's email. Uh, one thing I want to say is you can send people to Africa as a missionary um, or anywhere in the world, and most people will just go and they'll clothe them and they'll feed them. But that would only last for a day. But if you teach them how to fish or you train them up or you're renewing their mind and educate them, this will last for a lifetime. So basically said here, this is great soil, and uh, if you're interested, we're going to put these links up if you would like to fund Mr. Uh, Kilkenny, Robert, and Crystal. They also are going to Namibia this summer for two months, right? Yes, in southwest Africa. We leave May 28th which is coming up real quick. We'll be there two months. We will be back August 2nd. And really, we have different areas of ministry that we're going to be doing. Um, I'll be speaking in a few churches, doing some prison ministry, and also doing a teacher seminar training. And then Crystal will be doing some uh, women's Bible studies and working, also training mothers how to teach Phonograms, writing, road to reading, um, and my children are going to be involved in this in some of this ministry as well. So we're yeah, we really haven't ex- mentioned that that you have five children right now. We have five beautiful, beautiful children. Kids. Yes, they are. They're so cute. We're we're really looking forward to this time in Namibia, and we're really asking for people not only for support, which is a need, but we're also asking for prayer of protection, for travel mercies, and for favor with the people of Namibia that we could really minister and speak truth and love to the hearts and souls of 
of these people that God loves so much. All right. Well, I just want to mention one other thing, though. If you do want to uh, send a seed or support, we'll list the YWAM address, but you have to address the check to YWAM and then put a note with directing it toward Robert and Crystal Kilkenny, separate of the check, and that way it'll get funded and put in the right account. We'd like you to pray for the people listening that are, you know, trying to make a decision should they send their, their child to a private school, whether it this be this one or another one, just um, whatever the Lord might have you pray. Crystal, why don't I have you pray? Okay, I would love that. Before you pray, I just, as far as the donating towards what the ministry God has called Crystal and I to, the, the reason they... Our names cannot be on the check. Is it's for uh, tax deduction reasons, and we're a nonprofit organization. You put a sticky note or something like that, or a side note. It can't be in the memo. Gotcha. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on and and talking about this. Uh, I'm excited because I just know that I know what a huge difference in my own daughter's life. So I wanted to pass this information on to other people as well. Sandra. I didn't know so much of this. This is awesome. Yeah, I would like you to uh, pray over them as well right now before they're going to go off and whatever the Lord might have you lead and bless them before we before we wrap it up. Okay, well, will you want Crystal to pray first and then I'll pray over them. Yes. Okay, well, Julie, I just wanted to, to thank you and thank you, uh, Sandra, for giving us this opportunity. It's, it's a, a blessing for both of us. To, to hear how Angelina was impacted by our teaching, and she was such a blessing in the fifth grade. I had Thank some you. opportunity to be in there and to work with her, and she's such a joyful girl, and she's so sweet. She is shy, but I could see how she just came out of that shyness, you know, and she did not let it hold her back. But, yeah, she um, came out of her shell completely, so I was really tickled. I, I would also like to say thank you to the Black family and thank you for joining in us and partnering with us in ministry that God sets forth. And I'm just so blessed. And I really take joy in, in seeing what God's going to do. Amen. Me too. All right. Well, I'll pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much, God, for, um, for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your grace that you bestow on us every single day, Lord. Father, I thank you that, um, that you are an educator, that you teach, Lord. I thank you that through you um, and through everything that you have created, we can learn about your character. We can learn about your nature, about how much you love us, Lord, and how you've been working throughout history to draw every single individual back to you, Lord God, Thank you for how you work in the nations to bring about liberty, to set the captives free, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for the black family and how, how you've brought them to CHS. And I continue to lift them up to you and Angelina and pray that you will continue to work in her heart and just draw her closer and closer to you, Lord God, giving her a vision of who you are so that she can cling fast to that and make you her Lord, Lord God that she will walk with you all the days of her life. Father, I lift up 
everybody that will be listening to this or is listening to this, God, and I pray that for those that understand that their children need to be trained in truth, Lord, I pray that you will prick their ears and prick their hearts, Lord, that, that you would help them to step out into faith. I understand that um, sending children to private school for a lot of families, it's, it's a huge sacrifice financially, Lord God. But I pray for your hand of provision. I pray that they will put their complete trust in you and they will step out in faith and that you will provide for them. I, I lift up um, just single families are coming to my mind, Lord God, here single parent families where finances are really tight. But I pray that, that you will inject faith into their faith, Lord God, and help them to step out, that they will see um, how important it is to train children in truth, to train them so that they can have self-government, Lord God, that will sustain liberty throughout the nation. I pray, Lord God, that I just pray for your hand over the black family, especially this summer. I pray that you will give them incredible help. I pray for your uh, provision for them. And I thank you so much for their friendship, Lord God. And I pray for their ministry, that you will that you will increase their ministry. You will increase the work of their hands, Lord God. I just see such creativity and, and strength in them. And I just, I pray for your blessing on them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to share, my boys went to public school. I've been to a lot of Christian school, different activities of friends. But when I came there to the four programs you had, every one, I would sit there weeping. And it wasn't until just last week, and I thought, Lord, every time I come in, I'm weeping. I was there at the ward ceremony. And I got there early, and so I was seeing all the classes given the rewards uh, to each individual student for the year and praying over them, speaking their qualities. And when I was just sobbing, the Lord said, you're seeing, you're seeing future ministries all over the world that have come from this school, and they are seeding into them. And as they give the reward, they're telling this is what you're called. This is what you're good at, and blessing them, and then individually hugging them. And yes. so that's what Julie said, Mom. What is it? And I said, Well, the Lord's just showing me something. That, and I said, Every time I've come in here, I've cried, and everybody's laughing at the <laughs> programs, and here I'm sitting there sobbing. And but I'm <laughs> seeing those that are going forth. So. Even today, as, as you're preparing to go to your nation and for the summer, Lord, we just do lift them up. Your hand of protection over them, your hand of provision over them while they're there, that they're able to do what they need to do. Lord, it, let make this an awesome summer in this family and as they go about in changing the lives of every family they meet, Lord, showing that it's not just a bunch of words. It's putting into action. It's putting into action that love and that care for others. From the single mom to the big families. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity. And we just praise you, Almighty God, for you are great. And you want everyone to be great because Jesus Christ lives in us. And those that don't know you, is all they have to do is ask, and you'll come into their heart. 
Thank you, Holy God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that was wonderful. If you're being pricked in your heart and the Lord is really stretching you and asking you to trust him to put your child in a private school, through experience, I just want to mention that I'm a stay-at-home mom. This was not something in our uh, experience in, in the past that we had paid for, but this year... We never lacked for anything or wanted, and it, 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 it was like, yes, the change was we had to pay for it, but we still had all the finances to do everything else we, we had always been doing. So God is faithful. That's what I just want to tell the people. Don't worry. Trust him. He's faithful. He will, he will make a way for you, and it is a blessing for your children. That's worth going the extra mile and just doing it. That's all I want to say. Thank you, guys, and we'll call that a wrap. My country.